Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bell Star. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and, and the, the world, world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweeds Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweeds Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. doing right now? Cray cray out in the world today. Good Lord. Oh man, the world, the world has just gone nuts. Yeah, it really has. Are you laughing from back there? I'm laughing from over here. It's all loud. It's all crazy. It's what we do here on Weed Day Wednesday. And, oh my gosh. Let's see. For the bestie, it is September the 9th. I can't even believe it. What a beautiful morning this morning. 69 degrees. It's almost cold on my run today. <laughs> run, quote. <laughs> I slog, Miss Little Jogger. And I say hi to all the animals in the neighborhood. Uh, and I stopped at the park to see my soup. So there you have it. It's a run, all right. <laughs> run into the world. All right. Nope, we did not just end the show. All right, September the 9th. Uh, it'll be one year this Friday since my boy left us. Um, yeah, he's in the heavens now. Um, Welcome, everybody, to Weed Day Wednesday. Uh, we are going to get to talking about weed, and Cannabis Kid is on his way. Silver's <laughs> sister is not here yet. Uh, she will be soon, hopefully, uh, next week, maybe. That would be really, really awesome. Where, Where is my main clapper? There we go. <laughs> so we're going to do a little bit of news. Maybe we'll read a little bit of the initiative today, and we'll listen to some Doug Fine. Um, we're going to do some shout outs. We'd like to say um, <clears throat> big thanks to Grower's House at uh, 3635 East 34th Street. Get on down to Grower's House. Uh, you can grow too. Uh, right now, if you live 25 miles away from a dispensary, uh, you can grow. And if this initiative passes, you can grow. But check out TumbleweedTailCenter.com and there's some bucket bucket points, <laughs> some bullet points Uh Yep, on the website as to why we think it's a good idea to stay in the medical program. Basically safety um, and basically more medicine. And no felony fines or jail time. Come on, people. This is not the kind of program we want to have. Hmm. But we'll <clears throat> we'll read some more of that today, and you can check it out. Um, let's see, what else is going on in the world? We've got a couple wonderful new doctors. Um, Dr. Allen Dr. Sahib are in uh, with us at Tumbleweeds Health Center now. A DO and a naturopath. I love it. Our first DO. Yay. And where is it? Yeah. Game game winner. Um, we also got some exciting news coming up for Tumbleweed Tell Center. We are going to be offering every service under the sun. You can think of massage and cranial sacral and acupuncture, acupuncture, um, 
IV vitamin shots if you need them. B12 shots. I hear those are really good, especially right now. Everyone's super stressed out, but y'all need a bong hit, really. Uh, Diet planning, women's health, men's health, wellness exams, Chinese medicine, thyroid support, cancer prevention, holistic medicine, pediatric medicine, mind-body medicine, supplement support, integrative medicine, naturopathic, uh, marijuana uh, consultations, uh, you know, revolving around your medicines or whatever you want. Traditional family medicine, nutritional and lifestyle consultations. Holy Toledo, that's a big list. And we can fill it. We got all our awesome doctors on board to do so. So just you wait. In the next couple of weeks, we'll be opening our doors to every kind of service that you need to stay healthy on this crazy planet. <laughs> all right. Um, you can check out uh, also Canna Health online digital magazine. Um, you can check them out. They are on the web. Um, and there's a link to them and to the Grower's House on our radio show page. Um, so you can check them out. If you scroll down to where it says a couple of our sponsors, you can click their links. But here is Canna Health. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals. Profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. All right, yes. Indeed, it is free to subscribe. And sorry about the coughing in there. <laughs> you know, you could hear that through the commercials. Well, guess what? You can. Uh, I'll worry, you guys. <laughs> oh, um, let's see what else is going on. If you want to get certified and you're anywhere in the Arizona area, you can come on down to 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. And um, you can book an appointment right online there if you go to the certifi- certification section of www.tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. Um, there we go. And there's a list right there and a button right there. But here you go. If you have PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, which covers everything, uh, fibromyalgia, migraines, which are two huge ones, um, <clears throat> DDD, all the back problems, um, everything. Uh, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, all kinds of seizures, uh, HIV, <clears throat> CALS, Crohn's, agitation of Alzheimer's disease, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis, and you are also eligible for a medical cannabis card if you're being treated for something and it causes any of those symptoms. So if you're taking a medication for something that's not on the list, but it's causing something that's on that list, you can get your medical card. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Yep. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. Uh, you can email thctucson at gmail.com, and you can also go right to our website at tumbleweedshealthcenter.com, and there are <clears throat> there's a form at the bottom you can fill out with any question you might have. You can send that in, and... Um, there's lots of ways to send emails and clicking pictures and all that good stuff. All right, let's see what is going on in the world of cannabis today. All right, um, so <clears throat> I went to azmarijuana.com. This is a great place for um, great place for news and information, resources and such. And we used to advertise in there. We don't anymore. Maybe we'll go back on. However, first news world article. LSD as effective as opioids at reducing pain. Steady fine. <laughs> I guess we just jumped it up and we to LSD. 
interesting story. It also shows marijuana use increasing among seniors in America. And then it shows a picture of Willie Nelson. Um, and then it says the DEA's new hemp rules threaten the entire U.S. hemp industry. Hemp again and grinning. All right, let's see. <clears throat> hmm. Let's see. Uh, the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA, just dropped the bomb on the U.S. hemp industry by releasing an internal final rule that criminalizes wet hemp, a partially processed hemp extract created during the process of developing raw hemp into consumer hemp products. <laughs> the 2018 Farm Bill legalized hemp, but it didn't address the processing of hemp above the law reported. The 2018 Farm Bill states, quote, the plant cannabis sativa L, which is what our government um, has labeled this since the beginning of its time, and any part of that plant, including the seeds thereof, and all derivatives, extracts, cannabinoids, isomers, acid, salt, and salts of isomers, whether growing or not, with a delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol concentration of not more than 0.3% on a dry weight basis. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> dry weight basis. Seriously, you guys? That's crappy. Yeah, and that's not. All right, but seriously. That derivatives, extraction products need to go through an extraction process that results in the creation of wet hemp, which has THC concentrates in excess of 3%. The interim final rule ignores that hemp processors are technically handling a Schedule One controlled substance, although hemp products for consumers contain no more than 0.3%. The rule creates significant legal risk for persons processing hemp. Americans will have to rely on Congress or a federal court to resolve the issue. Arizona is one of the largest hemp producers in the United States. And guess who's here, everybody? Yep, you heard her. It's Cannabis Kid. Good morning, everybody. How's it going? Oh, my goodness. You're here. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm coming in. I know. Oh, oh. oh, it's so good. I haven't seen it for like 40 years. 40. At least. Come over on this side. I got you all set up here. Oh. A little bong rip with hash. A baby bong rip with hash. It is. Look what I did. Look what I did. Look what I did to you. Look at it. It's a baby bong rip. And just a just a scotch. Just a scotch of hash. Oh, you smell good. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, you would like the. It's a unisex brand. Uh-huh. So um, everything that they make is really amazing. There is some a little more ladylike stuff. Oh, I like this. This is nice. Whatever it is. It's got a little bit of patchouli and bergamot. Say, yes, I knew it. Oh, we love it. We love it. We love our patchouli and bergamot. Stuff. Now we're going pumpkin spice. You know, there's no pumpkin in pumpkin spice. <laughs> Yeah, it's more like a clove. It makes you taste like you're eating a pumpkin. cinnamon and kind of that kind of thing. Yeah, that whole thing. Oh, my goodness. So, um, yeah, uh, the DA's new ruling uh, threatens hemp industry because they're saying that if you're um, in the process process of processing your hemp and it's wet, it could weigh more than point. It could have more than 0.3% THC in the wet process or whatever. You know, anything I know. really just it to the man. I know. You know seriously, what I mean? keep keep going. That's just it's insane. It's totally insane. I want to know. I actually want to meet the person who said that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> anytime that, that somebody makes this just, <clears throat> just this outlandish rule or you know they're all sitting around and they're like, oh, how do we get around this? And, and Susan then, from accounting. And yeah, accounting, accounting thing. Like, so well, well, you know, it does say dry weight. Oh, wet way. Fucking Susan. Oh, Susan. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. I'm sure Karen I bet it was yeah. Karen's idea and Susan just said it. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're best friends. Right. Oh, yeah. Karen and Susan are best friends. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you know that LSD is effective as opioids at reducing pain? Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah. I did know that. <clears throat> really? Well, no, I, I mean, I can imagine. I mean, a lot of the drugs that are well, illegal do a lot of things. They for anxiety oh, yeah. and just resetting. Uh, anxi- anxiety, yeah, anxiety, depression, depression and um, post-traumatic stress, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But same with LSD, small doses of that. So these are why, um, I, I really have a feeling, these are why these are illegal. It's because they really oh. do do something. Yeah, to no buy. shit. It, yeah. The other right, ones right. just Poppy. kill you. Right? Well, yeah, I yeah. mean, poppy is the no. original yeah, yeah. form of opiates, <laughs> but our opiates are different. The so man made opiates the, yeah, they're um, actually they hurt, hurt the body, they kill the body. Um, and if they actually did something with the real poppies, they would notice something, something but um, a big difference. Yeah. Just have a good old um, everything bagel. <laughs> just kidding. Oh my Jared, god. That Seinfeld one. Oh. Um no. No, Elaine no. was getting tested. And, and oh, and she oh she yeah, had, she had the poppy she had, she had the face. poppy seeds on her bagel. Like every everything. single morning. Yeah. Like she loved poppy well, seeds. That's bagel. the bagel I get, it's the poppy seed bagel. No, well, I'm sure you would come. It makes you feel good. It does. That's Mm-hmm. And I grew poppies um, in my front yard oh. in Tombstone. Oh, look and at I that. have the little seeds, so I threw them out in the backyard. So hopefully yeah. we'll get some poppies. Just right off your bagel? Yeah, right. It just, it just went like this. And they grew. No, my neighbor grows them. Goofball. Oh, yeah. What's everyone doing out there? Yeah, what's going on? Have you got any callers or any bloggers? Oh, we were supposed to have a um, <clears throat> an interview today, but that's okay. We'll have what we've got. You got an interview. It's right here. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start interviewing. That's right. Um, let's just say hello to the um, people out there in the world. Ah. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, so, you know, we've been reading about. Is that the, Silver Sister? No, that's me. No. Just online oh, okay. for when the show goes down. Oh, right. <laughs> Yay. And uh, uh, we need something this morning. We need a little. So you need a drink or something, Johnny? You didn't drink it. I I was talking oh, to course. people on the yes. way over here. Okay. All right. Things are falling through, but it's might okay. fall through for a good reason. Yeah, because there's something better coming around the bend. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. And I, I gotta tell you, I'll tell you later. Yeah, on the break. <laughs> on everything's on the break. So I kind of haven't been here, and I haven't really caught up on my cannabis things. As so, far as the, it's going to be on the November ballot. It is on the November ballot. And I think everyone needs to read we, it. So are we still keeping medical? Oh, yeah. Medical is still. So we're going to be like Colorado. Oh, yeah. So here's, so, what, I, here's what I did. So I put on the news section and on the Cannabis 101 section, um, I put a little list of medical versus recreational, why it's best to keep your medical marijuana card. You'll still be in the medical, uh, you'll still be in the recreational program. But you gotta have your medical card. And here's why. Here's why we think. Better legal protection. And you're not, you're not right. up against felony fines and jail time with your medical card. Um, this is great. In the recreation. These are the things everyone needed to know about. Yeah. Just. And I know I need to color coat these too. Um, yeah, we can do that right now as we speak because um, we're that good. Um, so in the recreational program, um, they tell you you get a petty offense, but you all know what a petty offense is. It's a misdemeanor. Which means you can't go to Canada. You can't. You lose. You could lose your job. You could lose your passport. You'll lose your right to guns. You'll and lose vote. your right to vote. You'll lose no, your... No, that's um, a felony. A felony. Um, but some places you can't get even an apartment if you have misdemeanors. Um, guys, you've got to get educated. Okay. Um, you, you get one ounce uh, in, the, in the recreational program. If you're over that, you're, it's, a, it's a misdemeanor, 300 bucks. Uh, medical program. Um, you get more medicine. You get two and a half ounces every two weeks. In recreational program, you get an ounce. Oh, I forgot to put on here. You get an ounce, and it's going to be taxed higher, too. A lot higher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, In the medical program, you get more concentrates. You get whatever amount of concentrates up to two and a half uh, ounces every two, you know, two and a half weeks. 
In the recreational programs, you get a half a gram, folks, 0.5. That's it. Wow. Yeah, that's, that is bad. Well, this is why you keep your card. This is because, um, well, yeah. it, what it does. It you're you're in both programs if you have your card. Yeah, and people you need get to know both that. Programs if you have your card, so you get to grow. Um, it just. But you get better medicine, less tax. I'm. I know I'm good for the next two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually just went to use my um, digital card. Okay, how'd that go? Um, it went really great. Yeah, uh, tell it, us about that. Tell what did you have um, to do? Well, um, my uh, there was a number wrong on my card, so I didn't get it right away. And so I had to go into the system and change that number and then resend it. But um, okay. the girl at Tumbleweed Health Center helped me navigate the system. Nice. And I was able to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so it worked out really well. And uh, then uh, I went to one of the dispensaries. And okay. I actually took a photo of <clears throat> my uh, card that was on uh, the digital picture that was on my uh, portal mm-hmm. through um, MMMJ. Uh, it's your own portal. You make up your own password. It's, it's really easy. It's through azds.gov, yeah. but you go to our website at tumbleweedhealthcenter.com, and that link is right there on the front page. Right, for takes you, you right it takes it. you right to it. Yeah. So yeah, visit tumbleweedhealthcenter.com sure. and uh, follow your way over there. But uh, once you get your portal all set up, there is a there's a couple different uh, tabs that you can check out different things. Uh, your card is one of them. How long you've had your card. Um, it shows you your medicine list, how much you have, and what allotment you have left. So if you log into your portal, like let's – yeah, let's log – I'll log into I'll mine log right in. now. Yeah, we can all log in. If you go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. Yeah, it takes you – if you go to the first page, scroll down to where you see the health department logo. And there's a link to log into your portal. Click here. So you click right there. And then I've got my uh, email address saved in there so I don't have to remember anything because <laughs> I'm known to be forgetting things these days. <laughs> yeah. So it's got your purchase history. So um, let's see. Um, it says uh, I have a purchase. Um but it doesn't, it should say, I, yeah, I bought 0.1298 of an ounce or 3.68 grams, which was a bottle, a tincture. So kids in the recreational program, you don't even get to buy a tincture. So all of these yeah. things are because these things are medical. All you get is probably just, um, some edibles, pre-made edibles, and actually, I don't even know. Um, when I went into Colorado, I think all I could get was, I mean, you could get your vape pens, but they're already mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're telling you how much you can have, mm-hmm. pretty much. Uh, you, I think there is that limit on the wax and concentrates. Um and, you know, um, and the edibles, too. Yeah. They're a certain amount. They're not right. the higher amounts. Right. So you're getting, like, 2.5 and things like that. Like, But you're paying almost the same price mm-hmm. uh, for everything cut in half. Yeah. Because they just – if you need your medicine, then you go and you get, get your high-quality medicine. You have your medical And a big allotment. And a big allotment because you like, need it. Yeah, because you can't do RSO if you're doing, right. you know, I mean, these, these, these illnesses that require things like Rick Simpson oil and heavy-duty concentrates. And so what they're basically forcing you to do is come back super frequently, like up too many times, to come get tiny bits of medicine that you can continue how is that helpful when you need to leave the house uh-huh, like yeah. or you have to worry about someone coming to your house every other day now and people in the neighborhood are getting, you know, I mean, it really does make sense. It's it. Yeah. It just really makes sense to stay in the like if, medical if program. If you have your, yeah, there's really no reason. Yeah. And you really would have to look at that. I mean, yeah. And say, is it worth yeah. it? You know, being mm-hmm. that it's what now it's just uh, $150, mm-hmm. 
for two years instead of one year. Right. And then on top of your medical, <clears throat> yeah, your your processing and things like that. So yeah, what, what which, is that now? Which 200, right now? 290, 240? No, it was 249. Okay, plus, uh, so let's see, it was 274. So right now we have a $20 off coupon in the weekly. Nice. Yeah, oh, very nice. Yeah, 20 bucks off. We're getting a lot of people in. So that's good. Um, so also with the medical program, if you live 25 miles away from a dispensary, you get 12 plants. Uh, with the recreational program, you get. Um, I'm looking for that link. Sorry. Which link? Oh, get me back. Where are you looking for? That link to MMJ for my portal. Oh, <laughs> you go to the home page. Um, so if you're on your phone, go to the home page, and then you scroll down to where the link or to the picture ah, of the Arizona perfect. Department and it says to log in your portal. Click here, and then you perfect. can log in. Um, so. Um, let's see. Yeah, you can go. You you, you are going to get six plants to grow um, in the recreational program. Um, in the medical program, they're mandated to be your medicine's supposed to be tested by a third party uh, lab. Okay. In the recreational program, in the recreational program, the dispensaries are going to test their own medicine. Hello. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, huh. Um, so they're going to use their own in-house lab. So. <clears throat> yeah, they can just, well, who doesn't cheat it out now anyway? But that's not, you need, you need, you need a third I'd like, party. I'd like to think, I'd like to think people are taking this seriously. I'd like to, though. I really would. I know, cannabis kid. I know. Um, also, we're going to just fly on by your hopes. Um, that was really funny. Pretty <laughs> Uh, yeah, employee protection. You get employee protection in the medical program. You know that? You get employee protection in the medical program. He's so excited about his patient portal. It's really funny. Sorry. Right. 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 Yeah, oh, yeah, all sorts of stuff. So you get employee protection in the medical program. You go in recreational program. If you're used recreationally, your landlord, your employer, whoever can say bye-bye because you're using cannabis. But yep. in the medical you're program, you're protected. It's your medicine. Um, oh, this is this one is in. Um, yeah, suppose now in the in the medical program, uh, there's supposedly open opportunities for mom and pop businesses with the um, leftover dispensaries that are still available. Supposedly, whenever that lottery is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, in the recreational program, dispensaries are going to have the monopoly of all future cannabis businesses. And, oh, I um, see a big one coming up. Yeah. They're just going to, yeah. So they say, they say, the five guys on the couch in Montana. Uh, yeah. They say, apparently, the sacred did a breakdown on the initiative as well and they said that there's opportunities for people to get a recreational license. We shall see. We shall see. Explain that, that Bill. Well, they're saying, they're saying, and we're reading the initiative again on air, um, but they're saying there will be an opportunity for outsiders uh, to get into the cannabis industry via the recreational licenses that will be available to the market. And I'm saying, let's see if that happens, because I think there are all sorts of contingencies in this initiative, and we're reading it, so we'll get to that. Okay, so these are crazy things. There's no um, limit on your edibles um, in the medical program, and they can take any form. Um, so in the in the recreational program, you get a 10 milligram candy, and that's as high as milligram of THC you can have, and you can only have 100 milligrams in your pack. So let's say it takes you, you know, three or four candies to get pain relief, your your pack almost half done and you have to go back, you know, like that sucks. Anyway, uh, gun rights in the medical program, you're protected by the state in the medical program. And of course, always, if you're doing something federally stupid, you're not protected by the And there's no limit of THC you can have in your um, cannabis products. Um, 
So that's what's happening in, uh, or like they say, that's what's happening in your neck of the woods. And here we go. I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those cracker jacks, Reese's pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda pop, cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take a 65? Seville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, aw, they got volcanoes I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interest I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Being a hypocrite, you used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm a run, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs, it's time to pull the plug. These special interest groups are nothing more than corporate thugs. Let's end the war on weed, the people have agreed. That's awesome. That's so great. And watch now, Jeep, that we're going to go off. Wow. Exciting news. Get it? Oh, my God. That was funny. That was so funny. (laughs) All right. What's everyone smoking out there? Damn it. We forgot to smoke on the break. Oh, that's true. We needed to eat and tell a little story. Okay. Um, Let's see. We can read a little. Oh, you know what? Hmm. It's the Doug Fine Story Hour. Hmm. <laughs> um, but come on down to Tumbleweed Tell Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. If you have any aches and pains and all sorts of things, come on down and see us. 
Are chronic conditions holding you back from a happy, healthy life? Get on the right track with Tumbleweeds Health Center. Our CBD products are formulated to fit your healthy lifestyle. I would definitely say that CBD has changed my life. I mean, I don't worry about my dog anymore, and I don't worry about sleeping anymore. Tumbleweeds Health Center, voted number one health center in Tucson, has created a proprietary number of CBD blends, each designed to promote health and well-being. Let Tumbleweeds Health Center show you how CBD products might help you improve your life the natural way. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. And I think it's time. Are you ready? I think we're ready for Doug's fine story time. All right. Here we go. Let's pull up Doug's new book here. I downloaded this Libro.fm. I'm not sure what that is. FM. Maybe FM stereo. Uh, okay. Um, and this is American Hemp Farmer Adventures and Misadventures in the Cannabis Trade. And we are, let's see how many hours we have left. What do we got here? Oh, we only have six hours left. Here we go. We love seed is dry to 8% moisture. Get it into the seed cleaner. A oh. seed cleaner is a simple, multi-level agitating machine that resembles an air hockey table. It shakes like a Polaroid picture, shrugging off the chaff through progressively smaller screens. After you run your harvest through it once or thrice, you end up with squeaky clean seed. Now your seed is ready to be replanted, sold whole, or turned into pricey hemp hearts, omega-rich hemp oil, and my goat's favorite, hemp protein powder. More immediately, your seed is now ready for storage in the temperature, moisture, and rodent-controlled facility you've been preparing instead of worrying about sulfur. Today, unless you splurge for jute bags and until somebody markets biofiber grain bags, there aren't many great options for storage sacking. Some folks like vacuum sealing their product, especially flour, in nitrogen within mylar bags. That's not my personal storage choice. At every stage of the farming cycle, I like to ask, how would the shaman have done this? And mylar just rarely comes up. But it's hard to avoid the woven plastic fiber of one-ton grain bags. They do the trick, but, you know, yuck. More plastic junk around the farm. I can't wait to wean from these. Still, once the seeds are dried, cleaned, and stored, your harvest is safe, and you can eat some waffles. For her part, Jackie had a great perspective about learning this and all the project's early lessons the hard way. We've had two extra seasons to learn how to grow and harvest hemp, she told me of the tribe's head start over nearly anyone else in Washington. Sometimes I get caught up in the fact that I want to be successful and do these awesome things for the earth. Then I remember we're learning. And sure enough, with the passage of the 2018 Farm Bill, the tribe is now in control of its hemp destiny. Two, conduct your own initial THC tests Mm -hmm. prior to your official state program test. August is also the time when a youngin's thoughts turn to confusing questions about THC testing. (laughs) Until THC worry goes away for farmers, expect to be awakened with some form of the call I received from a colleague mid-season in 2018 that said, does 0.33% mean 0.3%? The state should round down, right? First of all, if you think you could be on the cusp of a hot test result, congratulate yourself for being a good farmer. At the same time, particularly if your crop looks and smells really good, you're wise to start doing your own testing well before harvest, just so you have a handle on how your cannabinoid profile is developing. Test in the morning, test in the evening, test flowers, Test leaves. Test your big plants. Mm -hmm. Test your small plants. Mm -hmm. Lobby for leaf testing. Mm -hmm. Go to churches and explain why not to be afraid of micro levels of THC. Some might be guessing that all this testing can get expensive. Indeed, it can. If you have a good relationship with a testing lab, as we do in the Vermont Project with a regional outfit called MCR Labs, you can keep each test under $100. If you have a lot invested in your crop, and who doesn't, it might be time to take the plunge and invest in one of the newfangled handheld testing machines. Ooh. They start at about 700 bucks. 
they aren't as accurate as lab level machinery, but they give you an idea of your cannabinoid levels. Mm -hmm. And once you own the gear, you can conduct as many tests as you like. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> you can check your test against a professional labs or an official state test result. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who really love having something about which to panic, mm -hmm. here's a great one. What if even your mid-season tests start creeping close to that soon extinct 0.3% level? Mm. Now you've got some tough decisions to make. Do you hobble your plants so that they don't risk destruction due to inane laws? Do you gasp, <gasps> consider harvesting early and subjecting your customers to an inferior product? There isn't an easy answer to this hopefully retreating dilemma, but as I learned in 2018, Everyone has to be prepared to face this quackmire. The same cultivar can test five times higher in THC in one location versus another. That's what happened with Samurai that year. Only good policy saved our Vermont crop. So test early and often. Three, gather pollen from your favorite male plants before they die back. While we work to fast track THC irrelevance in the field, Edgar and I are also working on a breeding program to tame the samurai a bit, you know, to make hemp cultivation less of an annual edge-of-the-seat adventure. Also, we're trying to up its CBC and CBG levels. One way to do this genetics work is by channeling Gregor Mendel, a famous 19th-century monk whose experiments in dominant and recessive genes every second grader recreates with beans in a cup. As if you need an excuse to skip around your field dodging butterflies and taking another terpene bath, unicorn hunting is always a fun time of the season. If you're in the dioecious camp, the time to capture male genetics is when your male plants are ripe and ready to pollinate. By August, your males will look completely different from the females. The vertically stacked pollen sacs are the giveaway, also the bees gobbling them. It's not hard to tell when a male flower is mature, Brush against it with the force of a butterfly kiss, and pollen will leap off in a dusty little cloud. Unicorn hunting involves looking for a specific few plants you like, either because of the way they grow, say their branching structure, their height, or their lack of height, because of their rapidity of germination, rate of maturation, or because of the color of their fiber. Maybe you just had a good feeling about a particular plant all season. Edgar's grandson, Chris, named his favorite plant Henrietta in 2018 and lavished extra love and water on her that season. To capture hemp pollen, place a small paper or cloth sack over the male cauliflower overnight. Bind it at its opening. I use hemp twine, needless to say, but a rubber band can work. And collect the pollen in the morning. Label it with date, cultivar, location, and what you like about it, and refrigerate it. You need to be here.
And as in a chicken yard where farmers of a spiritual ilk believe that a rooster in the yard makes for happier and more productive hens who lay healthier eggs, you needn't remove your young males right after identifying them. I noticed that even in his Sensomia gardens, Edgar shares this belief in a goal of hormonal balance in life. He'll teach some males in the field until near maturity. Have plenty of time, several weeks, to remove the males after IDing them. Now back to our dioecious crops. The reason to bag the cola flowers of your favorite unicorns at pollination time is that male plants generally die back after pollination. So this mid-season moment is your window for saving genetics with a Y chromosome. Since they depart on their own, I don't usually pull the males after pollination, though Edgar likes to. Then, in the greenhouse or in the field, you take the step that always reminds me what an artist the great hemp professor Edgar Winters is and how important it is to own your own genetics. It still blows my mind that this soon-to-be multi-billion dollar industry hinges on delicately applying individual pollen grains to female hemp flowers with the kind of brush you use to detail a model plane, smaller than you use for brushing a toddler's teeth. It's always a surreal experience to do this under Edgar and Margaret's guidance. See how the females here are ready too, Edgar will say, looking over my shoulder. You only have a couple days window to get them pregnant. These two genders have to be on the same tune. At the same time, we have a quarter of a million plants maturing an inch and a half per day outside. We become this nursery working to advance our genetics to a place that works for our products. And there's not a test tube or toxic substance involved. Flower by individual flower, innovation starts with that unicorn that gives you the properties you're seeking. And so an ancient industry is reborn in the digital age, care of an Austrian monk. Spending some time in mid-season identifying your favorite plants of both genders is as vital to any agriculture-based endeavor from here on out as water and sunlight and, for that matter, sufficient initial capital. Four, find a home for the tons of gorgeous products you're about to find piling up in your barn. Say you're taking Dolly's and Wendell's advice about developing a value-added product. If by August you're not already out meeting with managers of food co-ops, dispensaries, farmers markets, and supermarkets, well, it's not going to happen magically after harvest. Whether your product finds a market will almost certainly be directly linked to how devotedly you get out there before harvest to let people know how passionately you believe in your pets, team, and product. Fat Pig Society saw creating your everyone I know, hauled tail for several years before they saw positive revenue flow. Finding retail outlets is just the start. Have you built a website and social media presence? Figured out how much shipping will cost? Research the price point at which comparable products are being offered, learn labeling rules, splurge for a booth at one or two trade shows. Five, make friends with officialdom, form your company, and set up banking. If your product is going to be eaten by humans, you're wise by the time of the equivalent of a sulfur distraction incident to be well into discussions with the nice public servants in the health and food safety departments in your state. Even your processing facility will have to meet certain and sometimes quirky design standards for an edible product. And of course, if you're wisely going organic, your paperwork should be done by now as you will be nigh approaching your field visit from your certifiers. By mid-season as well, you should be talking to lawyers, having your company created, your relationship with your partner solidified. Are you a co-op, an LLC, B Corp? How's your mission statement looking? Have you sent a press release to local media about the local jobs you're creating while sequestering carbon with a healthy product? By 2020, you should be able to obtain crop insurance if you want it and to bank like any other business. I personally have never had problems starting a hemp-related account but many of my colleagues have, but maybe you'll decide to explore local credit unions or cryptocurrency options. Six, finalize product design. Also by mid-season, you'll want to be wrapping up your work with graphic designers so that your logo and labeling are set up. The look of your product is your perpetual commercial. It's very important. 
I find graphic designers vary greatly in the timeliness of their work. Some will bring your amazing logo ideas to life the next day, some the next year. And at about this point in the summer, you should be ordering your recyclable bottles and compostable packaging. Leave a space on these labels for batch numbers. You've got to be able to trace the source of every bottle. Even if you're planning on wholesaling some or all of your flower harvest, now is the time to establish relationships with possible toll processing partners. Some of these outfits are terrific, like Sub-Zero Extracts, and some, as we touched on, are rip-off artists who offer low prices or want half your harvest. In your negotiations with toll processors, remind them that this time the farmers are in charge and negotiate a better deal than that. The industry is getting big enough that you don't have to agree to the first offer that comes your way. If you are a buyer, broker, or processor, please respect the farmer. She worked 10 months to get these plants to you. But this haggling is distasteful to me and just further explains why I'm such a fan of vertically integrated value-added product lines. I say this even though going the value-added route probably means in the short term 20 times the work and five times the risk. Of course, the payoff is much higher, not to mention that having a product insulates you against those wholesale market vicissitudes that follow any gold rush's initial phases. You're also wise not to rush product to market until it's ready. As usual, the Cobalt Project is being smart on this front. At the same time we were in a tizzy about sulfur, Jackie and the tribe's graphic designer were putting together a package I helped design for a roasted whole seed superfood product. I'm biased, but I think the resulting package is super lit. The Colville tribe's wolf symbol is on the front of the package, alongside the brand name Tribal Hemp and the word superfood. The back label, in addition to some hemp nutritive facts, mentions that this is a 100% native-grown product and notes that the Persians call hemp king seed. All Jackie was looking to add in the early phases of the design was a historical element linking the tribe with hemp, or at least with regenerative agriculture. There were lots of traditional salmon fishing sketches and photos, but these didn't totally fit. At about that time, Mark Grignon, a member of the Menominee Nation in Wisconsin and director of the Hempstead Project Heart Native Hemp Organization, dragged me to the National Agriculture Library in Maryland, part of the National Library System that includes the Library of Congress. The staff there was energized by our hemp requests and nearly everything we turned up, from early hemp fiber decorticator brochures to 19th century letters from senior USDA officials urging hemp production, was fascinating. At one point in the day, Mark passed me a weathered index card and said in his typically understated deadpan, this one might interest you. It was a report about a 1901 hemp planting in Colville, and so the product's back label could shout that the tribe was cultivating hemp again after a century-long break. <clears throat> Jackie, for a number of solid reasons, wound up starting by wholesaling the tribe's initial marketable seed crops. Having overseen so many successful farm projects for Colville, she has been exhibiting admirable